Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Album, yeah, yeah, beautiful, John. Thank you. A lot of EPs, really. A lot of EPs, and and I like the fact, John, that you focused on T Higgins because I'm sure the viewers remember my prediction from our last show, where I said the Bengals intimidate the Chiefs; they would be dominant this game, and I said T Higgins would be the player of the game. I'm sure everybody remembers that. Came up with the biggest play, what? did he not? Yep. He did, yeah. And I, I mean, called what? it. And this, this is like the third or fourth time, but Daddy never remembers. I have to always well, remind everyone. I said, I've called so many games now. I also said Travis Kelsey would not be a factor against us. I'm not intimidated by him. He was a non-factor mm. in the playoffs in that second half. And Juan Rumo knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, this was, guys, we are, by the way, this is the number one Bengals podcast. You can follow us on all the podcasting places, but we're talking about the Bengals win over the Chiefs 27-24 to 24 in convincing fashion. Could have been Really, really looking like that dominant team that we saw. Yeah. I mean, I hate to keep tooting my own horn, but as I was yeah. saying, this is the beginning of the beginning for the Cincinnati Bengals. They really right. started to look like that dominant team that we saw uh, last year. Yeah. They didn't look like that early in the, in no. the year. This no, year, I mean, we, were, we had our doubts. A lot of people had their doubts, I don't but know you shouldn't they doubt. Were. They weren't dominant last year so much as just a very cohesive clutch. Toward the end, but toward the end, they really started to look like a powerhouse of a team. Well, and, and that's I mean, what they, they look they, like now. Yeah. I mean, they, they, were, they were what you want for a playoff team. They weren't blowing people out, no. but they were, they were getting it. They were winning. Too. Yeah. yeah they were but, but were they dominating were they dominant last night? Like, mm, they were dominant I, out of the gate. Yeah. That, uh, I'm sorry. When I saw that game last night, to me... It looked like the Bengals could have easily won by 21 more points than they did win. Oh, well, easily, but that they didn't because they left, what, 10, 11 points on the board? Like They, yeah. they messed a perfect up. Game. They messed uh, up. To, no, because well, that's what happens when you play good teams. Sometimes you just trade major haymakers, right? And you take yeah. a couple yeah. steps back. Well, but the good teams yeah. end up actually coming out on top. Yeah. I mean, okay. that, that's true. But, I mean, some uncharacteristic things like the Tyler Boyd. Well, by the way, John. I Wait, tell about what? Happened. Finish the sentence. Well, so what happens is Joe Burrow, he was a John. I think maybe he rolls right or something. He throws this beautiful lob pass, kind of this, this little rainbow on this beautiful design to Tyler Boyd. He's wide open in the end zone. And a lot of people saying he dropped the ball, but I'm not sure because it hit him in, you know, in the yeah, shoulder pad dropped it. Yeah. No, the helmet. It hit his helmet, yeah. I think. It hit him right here. Blame the equipment. Yeah, but John, what I'm saying is, and obviously it wasn't 
Joe Burrow's fault. Obviously, he's perfect. But yeah, I think the ball, that ball, I don't know who snuck it in there, but it was pointier yeah. than other footballs. If you notice, like it was, it was very pointy. Was I, I, if you look at the replay, ball. yeah, I haven't seen a lot of footballs that look like that, and that's why Tyler Boyd. He was you couldn't catch that ball. The ball well, was a cursed ball. ball. He didn't want to puncture his hand. Yeah. He didn't want to puncture. Yeah. He didn't yeah. Want why, to... why didn't it just puncture his jersey? It stuck to him, and then he wouldn't have dropped it. But by the way, since we're just riffing, those orange jerseys riffing. with the orange hats, those are my favorite Bengals uniforms. The orange yeah. and orange. Yeah. I love it. I don't really, I'm not the uniform kind of guy. I think all the uniform stuff is dumb. But yeah. I love those orange, orange uniforms. Orange on orange. We need to expand upon the imperfections of this game, not in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, right. go for it, John. John, go for the it. The fact John. that they won with yeah. all this happening I, in the middle game, it was like the Chiefs had, I think, a sixty percent chance of winning the game according to some win probability metric. But this was after, at what point you say at halftime? This was like the third quarter after the okay. Chiefs came back. They scored fourteen unanswered. They're up seven entering the fourth quarter, right? And the Bengals had made multiple mistakes here. They they dropped an interception with Cam Taylor Britt. They had. Multiple, they gave up multiple contested catches down the field to the Chiefs. They had the fourth and goal disaster with Trent Taylor. Carlos Dunlap made a phenomenal play. And then Tyler Boyd, who never drops anything, dropped a touchdown. All those plays happening in the same game against that team, that 99% of the time leads into loss. I don't care what the win probability metric said at that point. The Chiefs should have won the game at that point. And the fact that they didn't says so much about the Bengals. It was what yeah. Joe Burrow said after the yes. game to Tracy Wolfson. Like, it's crazy how we won the game, leaving so many points on the board because they did. They left 10 points, 10 clear points on the board against the Kansas City Chiefs and still won. It, it, it's yeah. nothing more yeah. than a testament to how this team is resilient. And, John, would yeah. you agree that the turning point back toward the Bengals was also a flub on the side of the Chiefs, which was when yeah. the Chiefs did, did, did the fumble? And when they did the fumbleitis, that's when things started to look really different. And, it, and really, the Chiefs kind of lost hope after that point. So it's both and, teams are under pressure. Both teams are messing up. Both teams are a little bit intimidated by each other. But I got to say, on. the Bengals yeah. are really the dominant team and hold more on. intimidating team hold in this on. scenario. Yes, Daddy, hold go on. ahead. Hold on. No, we were not messing. We had a couple of plays that yeah. didn't work out. We had a couple of dropped interceptions, a couple of things like that. But Joe Burrow was in command the entire game. He sure. was precise. Sure. Mahomes, Mahomes had a couple of splash plays. Yeah. But for he looked again, he looked confused by Anarumo. Yeah. And, and and the thing is like, you know, I was telling John before the show, they they didn't have any receiver really go off, you know, and they, including Kelsey. They didn't really have any, you know, Mahomes did not have a you know, he wasn't comfortable back there. And John, I think they they only had you know, eight people back, what, five times this game, unlike they did the second half. So they did it in a whole other way. They well, were still getting in Mahomes' head, yeah. I, I'm with you on giving all the credit to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the heart of this team. He's the soul of this team. But there's some other people you got to credit. Of course, Zach Taylor. He never gets the credit. Don't know why. I don't know why Zach Taylor is like this ghost where you cannot acknowledge how awesome he is. I mean, look, I agree Luan Romo is the best. But who brought us Luan Romo? Zach Taylor. And I but, agree that, the, I, hold on, I agree that, that Pollock has, has brought this offensive line really up from the shambles. I mean, the offensive line performed so well that Piran had good runs and Joe Burrow had the time. But again, amazing. Yeah. but again, well, Piran's good, but the, the line, give the line credit. Line again, has been, yeah. again, Zach yeah. is the one who, who puts all these little pieces 
over and over. And okay. I, honestly, I'm sick. Hold on. I am sick and tired of people talking about coaches as if we're playing old-timey 1980s no, 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 football. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, no. hold on. Where the coach comes out with a chalkboard and has a bunch of plays. That's not the coach's job anymore. The coach is much no. more like a CEO. He right. runs the team. He builds the culture. And he has, other, he has a lot of other people doing some other jobs. But... Yeah. This is Zach's team, and this team was amazing in every way. It wasn't just Burrow. It was the whole team. It was Piran. It was the receivers. Yeah. It was the, and especially the defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say this. Uh, yes, Anurumo was a great hire. We didn't see it at the time. I did. But he, he was like the fourth or fifth choice, I think. I saw it. Like after the third game, right. I was calling him. I was on the bandwagon. And Pollock was here before Zach, and Zach's guy didn't work out. And so well, I Zach think was humble enough the, to bring him the back. Organ, the organization probably pushed him on them. But look. Here is the thing. Zach has done a great job. I, I would say, John, in recent weeks, the play calling has been good. I mean, the, the EPA for the rushes and the stuff doesn't matter who's there. Well, I have, one, I, have one complaint yeah. about the, I have one complaint about the play calling. I'd like to hear John's perspective on it. So you might remember when we had Parker, Angel Face, uh, Blake on this show. I had mentioned, I had asked them, why is it that when, we're on the goal, when the Bengals are on the goal line, they do these silly... Uh, tosses instead of just bringing it up to the middle. And he was befuddled. And once again in this play, we had a surefire touchdown uh, right there. We were like, a, they were like a yard away from the end zone and they did a toss. Of course, it was a fake Q Q QB sneak that, would, that looked like a toss. Had they run it up the middle, I predict that would have been one more touchdown on the side of the Bengals. I think that was a case of, again, I, this crazy uh, pay, play calling when it comes to short runs. John. So I don't know what the original play call was because Burrow checked it at the line and he checked it because running up the middle requires space to be had up the middle, right? And the Chiefs had four defensive linemen basically next to the center on that play, including Carlos Dunlap. So Burrow saw this. He saw that the middle was going to be congested at the snap, made the call, touched his head, and then motioned, uh, I think, P. Ryan closer to him to basically give the tell that, hey, if the running back is this close to the quarterback, it's going to be a QB sneak. And at the very last second, he motioned Trent Taylor with the, with the jet sweep behind him. And once all this happens in pre-snap, the defensive line's keen in on just anything up the middle, either a sneak or a quick handoff to P. Ryan up the A-gap. But it didn't happen. He handed off to Taylor, who was having full momentum behind him to the outside. And instead of crashing down towards the A-gap, towards the very middle of the play, Carlos Dunlap just streaks right up field, straight up field, and meets Trent Taylor. It was a phenomenal play by Carlos Dunlap. And sometimes you have to credit the defense for just making a good play. Okay. Okay. Well, that, yeah. the, the, that's different. That sounds like it was really Joe Burrow's bad then. Yeah. No, Daddy no, 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 no. I would say this, John. Trent Taylor weighs about as much as me. I believe his listed weight is 135 pounds. He's not pounds. that skinny. No. And, and he's John, also not four foot two. John, hold on. John, what I'm saying is, do you want a man who weighs as much as... We all want know, plays that work, man. We all want plays yeah, that work. Yeah, we don't care work. how much no, the no, guy no. weighs. No, the play was good, but why not give it to a bigger guy? I don't think they had that kind of time. What John just described size, it was a size is not the, the not the variable in that equation. If the play worked, then Taylor would have been uncontested into the end zone. Dunlap just happened to be there where he where he, the Bengals didn't expect him to be. Yeah, but but Taylor blame it so, on the Dunlap. He's so small. He's so small that he's so small. I believe, he's so wiggly. He just knifes his way through the open space for a touchdown. That's the whole point. Yeah, but John, like if you take an ant, okay, if you take mm -hmm. an ant and you ask it to get out of the forest. Right. This is these are the kinds and of things that on, going through on, his mind when on. he's watching games, John. Hold he's on, thinking John. of ants in forests. Hold on. It will take the ant a very long time. 
to crawl all the way out of the forest. It is right. an ant. It is a small. If you take a horse. Or an elephant, let's say. An elephant. And yeah. you say, get out of this forest, it will Go. be out a lot faster. What I'm yeah. saying is, John, by the time Trent Taylor could navigate all those bigger tree trunks and get out of there, yeah. it would be too late. If only they had your wit on yeah. the team as a designing place with the ants and the elephants and the trees, man, they would just do so well. John, Carlos what is Dunlap your take? tackling a horse would have been interesting to see because that's probably what, what would have happened on the play. Because Dunlap I think he there. could. I don't know why, like, why we're just like, it, it was a fail play from the start. It was a fail play, but I still think yeah. had they gone conventional, yeah. had they run it down, I think they would have made it in. But that's yeah. just me. Because and I wonder, what I was really trying to say is that don't underestimate this offensive line now. Like I yeah. was watching that fourth quarter play and there was one play, someone tweeted about it as well, where Joe Burrow stops for just a second. I thought, oh my gosh, he's just standing there and no one is touching him. And then he threw a beautiful completion. I don't know if you remember that one, John. It was like one of the last plays of the game. And it was a beautiful, just kind of like he steps back and there's just a moment of, it, it's like the wind is blowing his hair and he's just standing there and no one can reach him. And I was like, that's what I've been wanting to see for years. You know what he did, Hoji? He held the linebacker just ever so slightly, just just barely enough to open a window that didn't exist because you had, I think, Hayden Hurst having a little hitch route over the middle of the field and he had T. Higgins behind him on that slant. And as you saw, Burrow kind of stood in the pocket for a half second long. And that's what Zach Taylor said. Like the ball where it ended up being is a little bit behind where they end up practicing that play because the ball ends up getting out a little bit quicker. But he held it for just a split second longer to open up that window behind it. Uh, Hayden Hurst for T. Higgins to make that completion. But still, that it wasn't expected to be completed by any metric yeah. of anything that we use yeah. here, and it was still completed. It was insane. Awesome. John, can I talk about something? I want to talk about Joe Burrow's, uh, let's say, awareness of the field and the fact that you had a tweet showing his third down conversions, how each one was harder than the last, and these guys, Samaj Pirine and Samaj Pirine and then Jamar Chase were fighting for those extra inches to get those third down conversions late in the fourth quarter. And John, Samaj Pira and I saw Joe Burrow get back there and he's looking at his receivers like, oh, there's nothing there. And unlike a, I don't want to name names, but let's say a number 15 on the Kansas City. I was, oh, wow. I, that was a very bad slip there. But the Kansas City Chiefs, unlike oh, that guy, unlike that guy, yeah. Joe Burrow doesn't go, oh, I need to pass the ball downfield. He's like, hey, maybe I can pick up seven yards by dumping it to Samaj Pirat. And yeah. he very casually just like, did you see John? I mean, he was very yeah, casual. He, just he like, actually, I think he actually it. did that twice. I think yeah. he did that twice. Yeah. yeah. And, and then John, and then what else was it? Um, oh, Mitchell Wilcox. And then, you know, of the touchdown to Chris Evans. And I feel like John, I've, I can't remember a quarterback just getting everybody involved at the most timely Points of the, the game. man's a genius. Like the man he's is a genius. genius. He's a yeah. genius. He has a. He, he, he has. You know what? You know what? Actually, because I know, I know, Daddy knows what I'm talking about because he liked this tweet when I tweeted it out. There was a play action pass that Burrow threw, and it was perfectly in timing, perfectly in rhythm. He released the ball at the top of his drop back, and you had a deep crosser from the slot, and ended up being Tyler Boyd. Now, New England ran that play a ton when they had Rob Gronkowski in that alignment, and they had Tom Brady at quarterback. I recognize that play. They ran it like 2,000 times, and it's how Tom Brady and Robert Gronkowski got like 50% of their production with each other. That was the most Tom Brady-esque throw and play call I've ever seen from Burrow, 
and this game might be the most Tom Brady-like game I've ever seen from Burrow. The guy gets compared to Brady more than any other quarterback in existence ever since Brady took over, and I never really saw it until this game because, like you said, yeah. it was a lot of timely, quote-unquote, checkdowns, but some of those plays are designed to go short and, yeah. and designed for yards up to catch and yeah. to get everyone involved at the same time and have yeah. these guys being schemed open. It was just yeah. a perfectly crafted performance from the quarterback position. Absolutely. And, John, and the thing is, like, you said checkdowns, but it's like... It's like, basically, it's not just, I don't know how to say it. It's not a check down in the sense that, oh, let me see. You know, you know how when quarterbacks are under pressure and then they, you know, like, let me check it down to not get sacked. Let me check it down to see. Exactly. Yeah, but he sees the open field in front of Pirine and he knows what Pirine can do. And he knows that Pirine's on the roll. He's like, let me go to this guy now. Yeah. And that's how Brady got a lot of his production. That's why people crowned him for being such a great decision maker. And facilitator yeah yeah but you know what brady can't do is that he can't pull the ball back on a designed run to his running back and then yeah. scamper for 16 yards i feel like that play like when the chiefs were down to the bengals twice last year right when the bengals got or when when the chiefs were up excuse me and the bengals came back and the chiefs couldn't quite respond those were the plays that the chiefs were missing the fact that i feel like it was after that play the bengals were down by seven or however many points and burrow just improved, ad-libbed on the spot, and just churned out for 16 yards. They ended up scoring on that drive. I feel like that sparked all of those key plays that we saw later. They converted yes. their next four third downs. They saw their quarterback basically give up, give up his body for that first down conversion. And then you saw third down after third down after third down, guys just fighting for the sticks and then eventually getting into the end zone. Chris Evans, out of all people, right? It's crazy. And, and, yeah, and we love we love to talk about the offense. But let's not forget what we saw, which is basically a miracle. Lou Anoromo stopped the Kansas City Chief and Mahomes with, and let's just be honest, a team that doesn't have great cornerbacks. They don't. Yeah. How do you do that? Lou Anoromo is the only one who has the recipe. They're going to steal this yeah. man from us. They're yeah. going to take Lou and they're going to make us cry. But until they do, let us laugh. Let us yeah. laugh the laugh of words. Yes. Uh, speaking Aha. of laughing... Let me just say something. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not sure if I'm ever going to end this show. We have people one-upping each other in the holiday spirit. We have yeah. Matthew Grundy. Oh it was gosh. $5 for Christmas beard so oils. I, I guess some. Hoji's beard looks a little flaky. Of course. It looks a little crackly. Air is dry. Yeah. Air is dry. I have eczema. Yes. And Andrew Seiler, obviously Dr. Andrew Seiler, Yes. Good friend of the show, got married on the show. Saved the he penny too. He $10. didn't make it 10, he came to 9.99. Like it, Andrew. Very yeah. generous but thrifty. Love it. Yes. And he didn't have to say anything because that game. Because he said because was, he said yeah. so much. He's a, he's basically a fixture on this on this team. Yeah. And I assume the rest of the super chats will be in the you know, th yeah. Daddy, the, the, these, yeah. these acts of generosity are making me emotional. This win against the Kansas City Chiefs made me emotional. And John, I don't know if you and Daddy remember, but I was emotional after last year's loss uh, at the Super Bowl. And I, and, uh, I was actually brought onto a show, uh, a famous show, to talk about some of the habits, the uh, disorders that I have picked up in dealing with the loss from last year. I hope we don't have to go through that again. But I was hoping I could share just a, just a minute of 
what I went through with with our fans out there psychologically, because this this win means that much to me, and the Bengals mean that much to me. Daddy, could you roll my clip? February thirteenth, a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. In fact, all, all the Bengals needed was a field goal. They would have gone into overtime. Everything would have been okay. Doctor Field, our dreams would have come true. After that loss, yes, I, I hired a team of witches to do astral chants before every game. Look, I, I know it doesn't do anything, but the chants, they make me feel like I'm in control. We, we do understand that there is a neurological component to this. There are some things going on in the brain that are very different from someone's brain that's not experiencing this. and. If that's not addressed, if that's not corrected, the best possible therapies, the things that would otherwise be effective, just won't be. I do. Um, how is this going so far since you came out here and you and I sat down and talked? Well, it helps, but I know that there are rough days ahead. It's such a competitive league. You probably went through something similar, John. All the pain last year, the ups, the downs. We're in for it again. Yeah, but I didn't have a former Tulsa linebacker to help me out. So, oh, is is Doctor Phillip for, former? I didn't. You know would that. never guess it, right? No, I mean he's a big man. But yeah, yeah, John. Well, I don't know if we make it to the Super Bowl, but I hope we do. Speaking of big men, and speaking of, let's say, we were talking about Chidobe Abuzia being not available. We don't have any top corners, John. Eli Apple is hit or miss. I love Eli Apple, but he is hit or miss. You can't count on him taking out a top-tier receiver, you know, whenever, you know, consistently. John, I want to ask you something because they all said, look, DJ Reader, we lost DJ Reader, knee injury, right? And then the same thing with Shadobe, I was, yeah, but DJ Reader is back. And I yeah. want to know... And he made John, a big difference. Made a big difference, and he seems to be perfectly fine. So I want to know, John, what is the difference? Is there? Is it that when you have chunkier ligaments, thicker ligaments? Oh no! Don't do medical and stuff, Daddy. Hold on. You do it so horribly. I just, I just want to understand. Is it Chidobe? He's a very a, a slender, very fit. You know, very let's say, a, you know, he is, 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 he's chiseled, right? But his ligaments are probably not as, let's say, robust as a, as a DJ reader. Can you repeat question? the question? Yes, John, is that what's going on? Are you asking if he's too, quote-unquote, thick with two Cs? No, what? he's not thick enough, I'm saying, Chidobe. His, his, is that why we won't get him back? Yeah. Okay. So I want to move on to the Browns game. Because this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's because look, game. the Bengals, they we did the what win. no one else has done. They knocked out the Chiefs three straight times. And now, you know, they've beat all the best teams. They went to the AFC Championship, but they can't beat the worst franchise in history. No, the Browns have our number. Yeah. So, John, we saw Deshaun Watson last game he didn't look great his first game but back. he didn't look bad and remember he's been out all season and he's one of the elite talents in the nfl he might you might not like him morally but do not underestimate that quarterback 
But he is will truly, he? He is truly as good as as the Browns wanted him to be. You can't dismiss him just because he, athletics the, and morality are is, not related. Okay, but I'm not saying is, he should play. I'm not defending what mm-hmm. the NFL did. What I am saying, that guy can play. Well, even, we know even, he can play, but will he get to that point this year? That's the question. Yes, he certainly didn't yesterday. He uh, certainly didn't. He yesterday. was terrible. He was just, yeah, tell us more, John. But he's a Browns quarterback, so he'll probably shred the Bengals. I don't know. Like if the if the Bengals have the Chiefs number, the Browns have the Bengals number. Like until things change, they just remain the same. So why should we expect anything different? Even if Deshaun Watson looks terrible after he. I just wish I understood, John, absence. why they have our number. What is it about the Browns? Is it that yeah. they're ch- – They that force a jump? lot of turnovers, man. That's what they did last year in the one game yeah. that counted. That's what they did earlier this well, year. They stopped the first drive of the game with interception. Miles Garrett gets to the backfield really quickly, especially yeah. against Jonah Williams. He just has his number, and then they force turnovers. They change the flow of the game, and it allows their run game to work. If they don't do that, then games probably go a lot different. Yeah. So, well, Jadio was saying that possibly there's a psychological component because the Browns are Joe Burrow's favorite childhood team. That's not true. Daddy-o. It is. Is it? John. He was I a big Saints fan. I thought it was the Steelers. Oh, okay. He's a huge Saints fan. He loved Drew Brees and Reggie Bush. Interesting. Well, well, Interesting, John. I think the Browns but, have the most well, fans in the area where Burrow grew up, but I don't think he was a Browns fan necessarily. Well, Deshaun Watson ain't no saint. So hopefully with this, with this unsaintly man at the helm, Joe Burrow will do better. Because they're the opposite of the Saints. You see? John, Demonic me, energy, John. It's a classic, it's a classic thing. John, Will Andrews had a question. He said, How do we kick the Browns in the throats? How how does that work? How do you, you kick someone? Aim. Okay. No, you so, need a ladder. You need a ladder. Let or me, you need to do a handstand. Right. Look, here is the thing. Joe Burrow's in the groove. This is at home. We know we need to win this game to have a chance yeah. at, Wild let's card. say, the division. Yes. And a very, what would you say, John, 9% chance of winning the AFC? That's about right. Yeah. So, I mean, really, uh, I, think, I think the Bengals are going to be prepared. I think, what can they do against the Miles Garrett? I mean, can Chase, they chip is, him? Chase is back. I think that's the big factor. Chase is back, but look. We had them last year. I mean, we had, you know, John, what yeah, but can then they... Remember, we, we, it was like, have you ever seen Cinderella Man? In Cinderella no. Man, he, he practices with, with his, just his left arm for a long time, even though he's right-handed. That was kind of like us with Chase being out. We were practicing right. with all the people that we don't normally have step up. And so T. Higgins became more powerful than usual. And, right. and Boyd became more powerful than usual. Now, now Chase is back. We got our right hand back and boom. I think you're going to see a better offense than you've seen actually even before uh, last year. I mean, this is going to be the best. You know, John, Andrew Seiler has a question that I had, which is when is Hayden Hurst going to be back? We don't know. He's not going to be back this week, so he might be back next week. Really? For a calf injury? Calf is a big muscle. John? Josh Tupa missed five games of the calf injury. We don't know how serious this is. Josh, yeah, and Josh Tupa's calf is very big. That's Mm -hmm. a good point. Yeah. It's almost a cow. Yeah. John, so uh, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something else, okay? What is your prediction for this game? How is it going to play out? The Bengals are the better team. They're definitely feeling yes. themselves. They've won four in a row. The Browns played very bad against a very 
against an even worse Texans team, and they managed to still win because the Texans are terrible. The the momentum is completely on the Bengals' side. The Browns should have no faith in Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. The Bengals desperately need a win over the Browns to even the scales in this rivalry, which is why I think the Browns win 23-13. Wow. Until it, until it doesn't that happen, is, I need to see it. He's, yeah. he's got to see to believe it. Show me the okay. money, John says. Okay. John Sheeran okay. says, show me the money. Okay, Hoji. Hoji. So I, I liked the title, Daddy, that you chose for this week, which is that the Bengals con- convictingly beat the Chiefs, like convicts. They were rough. They were tough. And I think they're going to convictingly uh, tie with the Browns, go into overtime, and win by a field goal. I think the player of the game is going to be Evan McPherson. Yes, I think it's going to be that long field goal that I keep thinking is going to come. I think it's going to come this week. I think the Bengals are, are not evenly matched. They are the better team, but they are outweighed by a kind of cosmic energy that the Browns right. propel because they were twins separated at birth. They were the Romulus and the Ramulus, uh, you know, uh, and so they have the negative energy. They are the yin to our yang, so to speak. So again, I think it's going to be a tie. We are evenly balanced until the very end overtime when boink, kick, and it's good. Goes right through the uprights, three points, Bengals cheer. Does it boink or does it go right through? It, the, the foot, when it hits the ball, it makes a boinking noise. I got it. Whoosh, I got goes it. through. It's a, it's a boink and a Got it. Classic yep. boink and fush. Okay. Yep. Classic move. So here's the thing. I look at this game and I look at what the Bengals have to deal with, yep. with in terms of Miles Garrett and all of that. And Jonah Williams has had a good few weeks, but let's be honest. I mean, that, just physically, John, physically, when you look at how long his arms are compared to Miles Garrett, it is probably half, yeah, half right? He's half so, I mean, it's just, yeah. And, uh, and then I look at the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to have one game under his belt. He's going to have a little bit more of a flow. He's going to have, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be angry. I think after his performance, because he got $250 million guaranteed, you know, the Browns believed in him. Look, the Browns could have drafted him, but they waited like five years and then gave up like five draft picks and all this money. And, you know, after all these character things come up, so they will look really bad and he feels that pressure. So, I mean, he could try to take it out on us. And that is why, John, I'm predicting I'm predicting a shocking upset for the Cleveland Browns. I think it's going to, yes, the Bengals have beat some very good teams these past few weeks. They have looked great, but I think it is going to be a shocking upset oh, for no. the Cleveland Browns. The final score being 37 to 10 Cincinnati. Now, now. The, the Bengals are the superior team, so I think you've either misunderstood the word upset or there is some turn, some, shall we say, denouement in what you're about to tell us about the word upset because it doesn't make sense as is. Okay, that is, I don't, okay, fine. So you see, when the Bengals beat the Browns so badly behind Joe Burrow's redemption game, the Browns will be shocking, they will be visibly upset, they will be shaking. They will be so upset. They will be shockingly upset by what has hit them, which is the fact that the Bengals are no longer 
intimidated by them. Yes. I see. So the so like any team that would lose, the Browns would be upset. Right, but shockingly. Shockingly. Because they will lose in a convictingly, like like they've lost to convicts. Right. Yeah. I'm upset yeah. about how unkept your mustache is, but I'm not shocked by it. Well, we have the beard look now. So we're both Daddy and I are both gonna be doing a lot of waxing between now and next week. It's going to be an oily time, but not so oily that Deshaun Watson gets any strange ideas. Yeah. Well, really, John, the only other thing I can think of is what do you think of, what are the analytics saying about our Patreon account and the fact that it isn't really growing, but there are it's so many people starving. in here. Yeah. yeah. So really, I mean, we have so many people out there who are looking to give away their money. Well, on, yeah. Hell, I tomorrow's like, St. Nick Day. It's a day for 2,000 years dedicated to giving to the less fortunate. And I can't think of anything less, more less fortunate than our Patreon. Than us. Is there, anyone oh, less oh, yeah. is there anyone less fortunate than a person who has to be on a show with Dadio Maktouk? I say nay. Yeah, well, you can see the list of Patrons there. And honestly, I can't think of a better investment than paying us and then seeing your name down there. I feel like that nah. is about as good of a trade-off as you can get. It, do, it don't get no better than that. No. Je, Je, Jeff Bezos has a yacht. Elon Musk goes to the moon. You get to be on a little orange piece of writing that goes under the screen of one of the highest rated shows about the Cincinnati Bengals hosted by Middle Eastern. Easily pop top 50. Yeah, I think we're 50. still top 50 yeah. for the YouTube shows about the Bengals. Once you put the word Middle Eastern in, then we become Oh, top, top five. Five, yeah. yeah. All Remember right. to smash the like button. Smash it yeah. hard. It don't hurt. Yeah. It, it, take, it can take it. Put a comment down there. I would like yeah. for you, all of you, to tell us one thing in the comments, which is this. Name the one person who deserves the most credit for the win against the Kansas City Chief. Is it Luana Romo? Is it Zach Taylor? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it T. Higgins? Put it in there. Yeah, someone, Matthew said we need a stickers. We actually have a stickers. If you become a member through YouTube, you can become a member of the show yeah. and you get a stickers. We stick so it that, is, yeah. that, is, that is true. That is almost as great as seeing your name at the bottom of the screen. And with that, John, don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications, send John fan mail, send John his... Come on, his Christmas bonus. Someone's got to give it to him. It's not going to be me. Follow all of us on Twitter so you can stay up to date with Bengals news. And we'll see you next time. So long. Esviti. Pies. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.